Hello, this is Johnny Tacos. I've always been a lover of music. The way the drums beat as my heart. The way the guitar sings louder than the vocalist. And the way the song is written. You would think it was how each word just coexisted with the other word. Music has always been a tool for good and evil. Music has always been a way to soothe the heart, to mend the broken, to relax the unnerved, to scream out the angry, and to worship. So please join me as we take a trip and we listen to these wonderful musicians with their art as well as their love songs to God. And I am Johnny Tacos, and this is Origin. Origin. What's up? This is Johnny Tacos here. I'm here for another exciting episode of Origin Stories. And we're going across the pond again. It seems like uh, I've been getting a lot of traction in the UK, which is awesome. I am so blessed to uh, meet different people from different backgrounds, different countries, different, um, you know, just a whole different way of life, but we all have one thing in common, and that is Jesus Christ and, and our connection with God and our testimonies. So uh, before I have my guest on, uh, Mr. Mister Chris Rowe, um, I will uh, let y'all know that we do have t-shirts. You know, this helps out with the, uh, with my ministry, uh, helps out with uh, bills and everything, because uh Internet does not come cheap. Back in the day when you would uh, just go out and testify in front of crowds without the use of uh, technology, it only cost maybe some food and some shoes. It depends on how much you are walking around. But uh, we do have uh, internet bills, everything that keeps us... uh, podcast going so i just ask you if you would like to donate you can also uh just donate go to go to my website and see the cash app venmo um i also have paypal and zelle if you need to use those as well and uh, anything that can anything that you want to donate it would be a huge help in this uh so i can keep going and keep showing people the true happiness of walking with god and the true testimonies that my guest and myself have to share to the world to give everybody that bright light in their ray of darkness so uh also uh please um this sunday i'll have the uk punk christian band peter 118 so when you get a chance uh check them out they're really good peter's a really awesome guy his story is so you know it, it, it he goes from being a ruffian uh, a person that 
you wouldn't want to be around to a man of God. And you just see how the change and you hear how the change and you, and you just, um, you see that you, you too can be redeemed. You can be turned around, but first you have to open your heart to God and let him know that, Hey, I can't do this alone. I need your help with your help. Uh, I'll be a better person, a better man, better woman. So, yeah, check that out on Sunday. Okay, without any other further interruptions, let's give a round of applause for Chris Rowe. Hey, how you doing? All right. See see how I can make the crowd stop by waving my hand. I'm kind of like Moses with his staff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, how are you doing today, good sir? I'm doing. I'm doing all right. It's a very restful day today, which is really nice. I'm just uh, watching a bit of football or soccer, as you guys would say, uh, which is great fun. And just yeah, just just chilling. I've got the cat on my lap, and just having a nice relaxing day. You know, I I played soccer as a kid or football. Uh, depends on who's listening and. You actually have to have a lot of eye foot coordination, and I had neither. I look like a I look like a newborn horse trying to walk for the first time when I was kicking a ball around. So, yeah, you can say my uh, my football career was short lived by a couple of days. So, yeah, I, it, it definitely helps if you have natural syncopation. That's for sure. So, I, f- I find that quite a lot of drummers are quite good at football because they've got that natural kind of rhythm. And uh, actually mentioning football, one thing that you may be interested in is, is the fact that I am the club chaplain for a Premier League football team or soccer team and I have been for coming up 20 years and that is Bristol Palace Football Club in South London. Wow. See, see we have royalty here. <laughs> for all autographs and all memorabilia please uh, go to P.O. Box Johnny Tacos <laughs> so let's uh, let's dive, uh, dive into your life as a youth um, were you always a Christian no no far from it uh, none of my family were religious or Christians or went to church or anything like that the only time I ever went was you know weddings, funerals, and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I did go to a church disco when I was about 14, um, and that wasn't a good experience, and that, that kind of put me off for quite a long time. Um, but what happened with with us, me and my wife, Karen, we were friends with, with, with some a couple that were Christians who were going to this church called Folly's End, and uh, we'd known him for quite a while. They invited us around for dinner, and they said we're going to we're going to take you to a concert. And we kind of said, okay. So we went to this concert by a Christian singer songwriter called Bryn Howarth, uh, and he basically sang songs and you know told the story in between. And then, and then at the end, he started to worship. The people at the concert started to worship. The presence of God fell. We were both completely convicted and we both gave our lives to the Lord. And that was uh, October 86. And then the next day, 
uh, I was driving in my car and I kind of just, you know, again, said, God, you're real. I, you know, I want you in my life. Felt the Holy Spirit came in kind of like electricity. And then this strange words and language came out of my mouth. And I was like, what the heck is that? And I later found out, of course, it was speaking in tongues. And uh, so, yeah, that was October 86. We kind of backdropped. Uh, interestingly, my mum, bless her, is 103 years old. And she had my older brother when she was 32. And she was told that she couldn't have any more kids because of you know physical complications. And then when she was 40, she got pregnant with me. So I was a, a, what you might call a, a, a miracle child and obviously quite you know quite late to have a a, a, a kid yeah uh, but i bet you she wouldn't trade it for nothing <laughs> exactly exactly I, I think it probably had some different dynamics in the you know with my mum and dad and you know, unexpected but but joyful um so yeah that was uh a while back so that's how we got saved uh, that was October 86, as I say. Then we started going to this church, which was headed up by a guy called Dave Marquis, whose claim to fame was that he uh, did a, he was a professional bass player and he did a world tour with Eric Clapton. Uh, we basically, I, before that, I bought myself a guitar at age 14, taught myself to play, found that I had a bit of a gift for songwriting formed a band when I was 16. I was the, the sing, you know, songwriter, lead, leader, singer, guitar player. Uh, so doing lots of gigs in London at 16. Uh, early 20s kind of thought, you know what, I just actually enjoy recording more than more than gigging because it's, you know, it's fun, but it's, it's you know, it's uh, getting in at five o'clock in the morning and then getting up at six for work. So I bought myself a little four-track studio. This would be early 80s and concentrated on writing and recording. Uh, and then when I got saved, of course, I started to transfer that gift of being a musician, songwriter, to leading worship. Found that I had an anointing for that and a gift for that. Started writing praise and worship stuff, uh, some of which were used in Spring Harvest. And this, this would be late 80s. Um, was at that particular church for a couple of decades, ended up being the pastor, uh, came away from there 2008, was in a New Frontiers church for 13 years, did a lot of community stuff, uh, moved on from there. And then for two years, I ran a bereavement support charity. So that was just like a secular thing. Uh, but, you know, seeing amazing stuff, helping people in what is arguably their darkest point, you know, when they've lost a loved one and, you know, there's some deeply tragic stories out there. So to be able to bring some comfort uh, is a real privilege, really. And then a year ago, uh, I was at a summer barbecue and a friend of mine is the treasurer at our Baptist church and he said, we're going to be looking for a worship pastor would you be interested? And I was like, possibly. <laughs> so anyway, cut a long story short. A year ago, I became the full-time worship pastor at a Baptist church in Croydon. Um, and that's been a really, you know, so it's been a really curious journey for, for me and my wife, Karen, I think, really. 
if you know it, we would never have dreamed of moving on from our first church ever we you know we just would never have seen that happening um we've had a few um challenging things happen to us um but here we are and you know and i started that and, and i was just coming up 63 so i was like wow this could really only be god because who starts a new job at 63 let alone going back into full-time ministry and being you know in charge of the worship department so that's been really amazing and then you know he can he can make a make things happen through his will you know um where you you do make a um a whole uh career change at what 63 you said uh yeah it's it's just i started doing the podcast when i was 43 so i never really talked to a lot of people i was pretty much kept to myself but um God was talking, uh, talking to me. He says, I want you to be the mouthpiece, the, through the testimonies of all my children. And that's musicians, artists, um, you know, life coaches, even, uh, pastors have been on my podcast, um, that given out their testimony of who they were before Christ and who they, who they are now and what God is doing in their life to push forward in the future. And when you were saying that you, you were in a bereavement, um, uh, charities, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I basically managed that and ran that for a couple of years. So you, you helped with the burden of that dark time and that was, was yeah, yeah, absolutely. And actually I, I, I began, uh, three months into lockdown over here, uh, you know, which was a challenging time in itself. And in fact, before that, uh, I actually worked for a month in a, in a, a, a crematorium, um, because a friend of mine is involved in that business. And he basically pulled me up and said, look, we are snowed under. Could you help us for a few weeks? And I said, you know, I've got no experience in that. And he said, you just got to be good with people. Um, and he obviously, thought I was. So I did that for a month and that was such an eye opener. My gosh, to see people in their deepest grief and they can't hug one another. They're restricted to like 10 people. They can't sit together, you know, and it was literally back to back one after the other, because, you know, some, some younger people that passed away from COVID, you would find that even though you were restricted to 10 people, like 70 or 80 people would just turn up you know, um, and you've got to manage that. And, you know, it was just such an eye opener. And I really, really honor people that work in that business because, um, it's not easy, you know? Yeah. Because was, people, uh, God, God's give people different gifts, you know, yeah, and yeah. you have to have a gift to be there to help somebody there. And you have to, be, be able to help lift that burden because losing someone that you love, um, it's a very, very difficult uh, situation to be in because you don't know what to do. You know, yeah, and, and, it, and it's like, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how much you know about this area, um, but historically there's been a lot of knife crime. Um, and I think in Croydon, uh, the year before last. So, you know, the year that I was doing that, 
I think there was 21 teenagers stabbed and murdered in Croydon. This year there's been zero by by the grace of God and by the power of the community coming together and by the power of prayer. But, uh, you know, so when you deal with a family in that situation, there's not much you can say other than, you know, you can't rescue people out of it, but you can walk alongside them. And uh, and, and 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 just as a, a testimony to, you know, what, <laughs> the way that God works, you know, when I, when I started doing that job, I thought, well, this will be it until I retire. You know, this will be it for another seven or eight years. So when the Baptist worship pastor job came along, you know, I was like, wow, this could only be God. It's, it's, a, it's what a Hebrew word called chesed. And it basically, we translate it as tender mercy, but it really means when God does something unexpected that you go, wow, that could only be you and I will forever be thankful and give glory to you because that could only be you couldn't be something that i could i could orchestrate and my one of my last uh things that i did for this bereavement support charity was we basically uh itv news which is the main news company did a a, a piece on our work and interviewed me and a couple of other people and we were on the six o'clock news which is like viewed by millions of people so that was more advertising for them that they could ever have hoped to get. And that was the same night that the Baptist church met to vote me in, which I just I found hilarious. But, <laughs> you know, could only be God. So now that you're a worship pastor, um, how, how does that make you feel? Is it because you, you are you love music yeah. and now you're a worship pastor? Um wouldn't that be like your dream job? Well, I mean, people people say that. In, in, in some respects, yes, it is. Uh, particularly, you know, at my age and bearing in mind my experience and, you know, the fact that I've written songs for the last, what, 50 years. Wow. Um, and in some respects it is, but it's, all, it's also a challenge, which I knew it would be. And the, the goal is, is that the church, <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. The, 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 one of the interesting things is, is that the church has got a massive, massive building project happening where really the face of the community is going to change hugely. You know, there's, there's flats going up literally opposite the church, next to the church. And within, you know, hopefully the next few years, uh, the church will move into a brand new purpose-built uh, community center with a 550-seater auditorium, you know, all brand new. So I've got to navigate things a lot, you know, not on my own, obviously, but help navigate the worship and the music into that. So to me, that's really, really exciting. Um, but, you know, it's challenging as well. Um, you obviously can only work with what's at your disposal. Um, and, it, and to be honest, it's been an interesting learning curve, having come from a charismatic church originally, to learn the ways of and the culture of a Baptist church. You know, but uh, but I think it's been it's been interesting. I, I I think the way I see it now, we've had so many curious twists and turns in our uh, you know in our walk that I just I just see it all as an unfolding journey. And that you can never think, <clears throat> or you, you, you can think, you know, uh, this is how things are going to pan out, but you just never know what's around the corner. And I, th and I think to be able to 
hopefully have the, the, the experience to say, you know, we're looking beyond the here and the now into and trying to perceive what Father is wanting to do in our lives uh, is a really good thing to do. And, you know, you can't, you couldn't say that better. Um, that's what we're here for. We're here to lean on each other's um, as a family. We're here yeah. to uh, just follow what God has planned for us, but we also have to follow what God had put in. And that's why you have to read your book. You have to, you have to read the Bible. You have to get an understanding with, yeah. uh, with God, but don't, just focus on all the the laws and the rules. You have to walk in a relationship. Absolutely. And the only way you can do is go into your prayer corner or your prayer closet or driving home from work or, you know, in your bed um, after you're reading, you do your little nightly read. read. Uh, just go over there. Just have a relationship because you only he knows how much longer you got on this rock we call earth um so you have that relationship with him um you are able to be redeemed at any age you know so totally and you know what age is just a number you know as i said earlier my mom my mother is 103 and you know, so yeah, I just look at her and go, wow, this is really just, you know, remarkable. You're, you're the age you are. And people usually think I'm about 10 years younger than I am. Um, and it's just a number, really. I think if you're doing what, if you're walking in the fullness of the calling and destiny that God has called you to, there's nothing more life-giving and energizing, you know. And to look after yourself physically, you know, to look after our holy temple, it's really, really important. And all the things that go with that, sleep, nutrition, you know, surrounding yourself with good people, like you say, you know, taking in the scripture, cultivating a relationship with him, fixing your eyes on things above and not on the earth. All of that, really, really important. Yeah, because you can't see the goal if you're staring at your feet. <laughs> to, to use another football analogy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh you have a song that we're going to play at the end of the show um how many songs have you written oh my gosh countless hundreds and hundreds so you have a good library that, that if uh I've got a fair stock of, of songs that i've written yeah and how do you come up with the music? Like like the, the song we're doing, how how did you come up with this song? And it's it's called Yeshua. It's called Yeshua HaMashiach, which is Hebrew for Jesus the Anointed One. Um, basically, it's, it's like I read a movie recently. Read a movie? No, I watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Wilson from the, from the Beach Boys, who yeah. obviously wrote it incredible songs not least of all uh you know good vibrations god only knows you know these amazing songs and in the film it says that when he's writing a song he says when i'm writing i'm not alone there's a higher power with me and the one one of the english rock stars from from the 60s band called the who 
said something similar. The who? He said, he said, nah, I'm joking with you. <laughs> <laughs> he said when when he writes, something just comes on him and he writes and it happens. And that's the way it is with me. So I might not write anything for maybe 18 months and then, you know, the Holy Spirit will come on me. I will just get a spark of creativity. It might be I discover a new chord. It might be I get a melody. It might be I get a title and it will just spark something. And then usually I'll get the melody and the song structure within a couple of minutes and then work harder on the lyrics. So with this particular one, I I think I was just playing like an A minor ninth on with the capital on the fifth fret, which makes it a D minor ninth and then a, uh, an A minor ninth and then a, you know, another chord and just started singing this melody. And because I've been on a Hebrew um, online Hebrew learning Academy for three years, you know, uh, I have an interest in that. I find it really, really uh, deep and I want to go deeper in my walk with him. And that helps me facilitate that. Um, so I started writing that. And I'm really, I'm incredibly blessed because I have a beautiful friend called Michael, who is not only a songwriter, worship leader, brilliant musician, but he's also an incredible music producer. And we've, we've worked together now for probably three decades. Um, and usually what I do is I, I take the song to him and then he takes it and produces what you hear on the track. And then I'll probably come in and just maybe tweak a couple of things. Uh, although I think, I don't think I did tweak much on this particular one. Um, so we've done tons of stuff together. Um, and, you know, as I say, his production is off the chart. So for me, songwriting is when the Holy Spirit brings a spark of creativity. I know that some people I know, will sit down and say, right, now I'm going to write a song about X, Y, Z, and they can literally craft a song out of nothing. You know, that's a way of doing it. Um, I think that, I don't know what your view is about the Christian music scene in general. I, I would say it's become a bit uh, samey and a bit predictable. And most of the new stuff I hear sounds very similar to everything and even the song constructs sound very similar. So I'm always looking for something that's a little bit more pioneering and alternative and pushing the boat out. And that has a spark of something potentially revolutionary. Well, you know, I do see that where everything, all the songs is, it's because if you're, if you're listening on the radio and you, you hear a song from Bethel or you hear a song from uh, 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 Brandon Lake or, you know, you hear those songs. It's because if they sound the same, it's because they're, they're produced by the same people. They're, uh, they're probably written around with the same people and the same kind of uh, instruments. Uh, you know, it's pretty much, um, it's like a cookie cutter. It's it's like it's like uh, going to a fabricated house and you see a bunch of houses that look the same. It's because that design is so much easier to make. You don't have to put forth any effort to um, to to create anything. It's just right there. All the yeah. blueprints yeah. and everything is right there. Uh, you push a button, and yeah. you know uh, exactly. And I, I, I know that. 
so, so you know, that, that doesn't mean to say that there aren't some really wonderful, beautiful, anointed songs that come out of that. Because uh, you know, there always there always are. There's some really fantastic stuff. Um, and I know that that for some of the writers, the 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 motivation and the ethos is that they want to write songs which are simple enough for you know a worship leader in a little church who only knows four chords to be able to play it and sing it and and that sounds great and i think it is great in one sense but i think that you know in, in my view because we we're made in the image of yahweh and because we have the spirit of the living christ within us we should be and have the potential to be the most innovative entrepreneurial pioneering creative people on the face of the earth and we're not at the minute speaking in broad strokes in terms of the music industry but we should you know and that's why i I get a little bit uh yearning for you know for the newer things when when i look at the music scene over the last what 40 50 years you know since Elvis was Elvis was the catalyst for something in the mid fifties, and then you had all the stuff in the sixties. You know, there, there have always been—I'm not talking about in church; I'm talking about in the world. There have always been mutant, mutant movements in music that have been a catalyst to revolutionise youth culture, which then obviously outworks into culture. Um, and I haven't seen that for quite a while now. And usually, it's happens in the secular world and the church is about a few decades behind you know interesting but i i uh, looked at some a survey a little while ago uh and they and the survey said that the biggest influence on contemporary christian praise and worship was 80s style u2 and i thought wow yeah i can really see that yeah So, you know, it's not knocking anybody or being derogatory to anybody because, as I say, there are some wonderfully beautiful anointed songs. I would just like to see, in addition, something a bit more creative with a spark of, uh, you know, newness to it. And, and, And actually, I mean, there are, you know, there are some people doing that out there. They're just not, they're just fairly underground at the moment. Amen. Amen. Well, we're coming too close to the end of the show. I want to thank you, Chris, for being on the uh, the show here and, and blessing us with all that information and your testimony, which I think is a breath of fresh air that you. I see people that think the same way I do. Um, it just tells you that, hey, God will put you in where you need to be in. And I feel that our listeners got to hear a heartfelt um, testimony from you. Uh, I want to also thank all the new listeners to happen to stumble upon the Johnny Taco Show, thinking it's a recipe show to learn some great uh, taco-inspired meals. I'm sorry to have to be the disappointment, but uh, the only edification you get is from Jesus Christ through the testimony of my guest and my constant babbling. I just want to thank you. You did not come here by mistake. Um, God had something here in uh, my guest uh, testimony that needed you to hear. So welcome. If you like it, uh, if you like the show, please share. Um, 
And you can also go on to all my social media, uh, like, hit, um, hit follow, as well as um, uh, go on to Johnny Tacos podcast at gmail.com uh, where you I can get you into a new email, uh, fan email blog where I send a whole bunch of good information about upcoming shows and upcoming specials and everything that uh, God has um, had put in my heart to give to you. I want to thank all the diehard listeners. You know who you are because I have a specific set of skills to find out who you are. No, it's because you like all my stuff and you interact with me and you you just tell uh, tell me how how cool the the podcast is and and it's it's not me. It's not about me. It's about him. I if um, if I wanted to do this, I would have never had the. the courage to to speak i i he had gave me the 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 gift of uh just going out there and pushing away my fear to to show how great god is and i just want to thank y'all you are the sour cream on the taco supreme and without you i would just be talking to myself on the wall on a saturday morning so again uh, if you like this show, please uh, like, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. I hope y'all have a great week, a blessed week. Uh, God bless you. God keep you. Oh, yeah. By the way, this song that's coming up is so, so ambionic um, that uh, you'll, you'll relax and you can actually feel the comfort of being in the arms of Yeshua. So um, just... Listen to it, uh, but don't drive because I don't want you rela- getting too relaxed on, on traffic. Well, maybe some of y'all need to be more relaxed on traffic. Uh, I know who you are. I know what words you say. I hear them. And so does Jesus. Jesus hears what you say, so don't say those cuss words. While you're- Just listen to the song and relax. But anyways, don't have yourself a good day. No good, sir. Have yourself a great day. I'm out of here. God bless you. See y'all next time.
Blood. 
She 